Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim. And today I've got a guest I'm so excited to introduce you to. It's a guy I've known for several years now, and his story is simply incredible. It's Barrington McIntosh, who lives in Jamaica. Welcome, Barrington. So glad to have you. Hey, Jim. Nice to be here. It's always awesome to get on the phone and start talking with you. Great things happening, man. Oh, so many cool things happening. And I just love your story. So just so the listener knows, I'm calling you where right now? I am home. I am in Jamaica. We live in Mandeville, Jamaica. So I'm home right now. That's beautiful. Tell us about your house. You mentioned your house. You've given me some exciting news lately. What's going on? You know, just going back to our conversation, it was it five or seven years ago, and we were just talking about, hey, what, what do you think is going to happen when you tell your boss that you have to leave your job? And I can just go back to that conversation like it was yesterday. Just going to my boss and telling him, hey, you know, I'm, you know, doing the Amazon thing. And I think I have to, you know, I think I'm going to resign the job. He's like, no way. What are you talking about? You have a yes. family. You have four <laughs> kids. Come on. You can't do that. You Are you serious? Take some time. Think about it. And I can remember it. And, you know, it was just making that leap. Okay, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I looked at my Amazon business growing, growing, growing. And it was paying me more than I was working full-time nine to five and being under all the stress. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to spend some time on my Amazon business to see what can happen. And the results are just amazing. It's, you know, right now we're almost completed our house and there's no mortgage. We don't have a mortgage on there. Yeah, you guys are all cash, man, and building a house in Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. It's amazing feeling and it's just, you put the hard work in and, you know, just thinking about it for persons listening in, I can go back to the time when I didn't see any of this. It was just, wow, can you really do this? Can, you know, am I going to have to go find another job four or five months down the road? But when you put in the hard work and when you follow proven techniques, there's something that works, that synergy that Jim talks about at times when you start with that, you know, you start slowly and you slow and steady and you start to build momentum and it just gets amazing. It's like a a, a snowball. It just keeps rolling, keeps rolling, getting bigger and bigger. So, I mean, that has been great. 2015, we had a great year. Last year was really good. And we have now been able to expand our business, not only to Amazon, but doing coaching, consulting, you know, gone into, you know, the whole arena of importing cars from Japan. That's something totally different. But it's all about multiple income streams and working from home. It it couldn't be better. I'm here with my daughter because, you know, remember my daughter, Anna, she is the one with the special needs. We're able to be home with her. We're able to be here with her. If she's sick, we can, you know, take her to the doctor. We can do what we need to do, but we do all of that from home. So it's an amazing feeling. I just, I check on the charts now, Jim, and I'm like, okay, well, September is CES. So we're checking for that. Okay, we're going to get CES. I have to go to the Coffee Fest in March. So we check that. We just look at the calendar now and pick where we're going to go. And what was amazing is last year, I had people come on a cruise to Montego Bay because they wanted to see whether this guy really lives in Jamaica. Yeah. I'm like, I'll host you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we. I mean, people still don't, because we've got that interview that you and I did, That one of the first conversations you and I ever had, it's posted at the top of the provenamazoncourse.com page. And 
people thought we were making it up because they're like, no, you can't do this business from Jamaica. It's only people who live in the United States or one of the Amazon approved countries. We're like, no, no, no. Barrington has figured out we've actually got a course where we teach you how to, it doesn't matter where you live, you can sell into the United States or you can sell into any country using Amazon. We've figured all this out, but they didn't believe us. That's so funny that you've actually had people track you down in Jamaica just to see <laughs> if you're a real guy really living in Jamaica. And it was amazing because the lady, she came to me and she said, you know, I, I'm not being disrespectful, but you know, reason why I took, I came off of this, on this cruise, I wanted to see if you really live on the island. I had to, I brought some bananas. I had to be like, here, yeah, I'm on the island here and I can buy you a coconut too. <laughs> I can make you a coconut. Do you want to listen to some Rastafari music? I mean, what else we got to do here? <laughs> I love it. But it's just, as you said, it's, it's really about inspiring people to know that wherever you are in the world, you can do this. You know, I'm not the guy that, oh, you know, I knew everything, you know, all before doing this. It's trial and error. It's following proven advice. That's the key to this. And, you know, you look for the successes, the slow and steady. It's not about, oh, I'm I'm trying this thing and it doesn't work for a year. You have to dedicate, you say, okay, I'm going to put a year to this and I'm going to really put some work in. And see whether or not. So you're gonna you're gonna gauge it. Okay, I'm here starting January. Where am I in December? Am I better off for doing this business, for putting the work in? So it's not an overnight thing. You have to put the work in. But when you put the work in, it does work and you see the benefits every day from doing this. Well, it, it's we've been calling it the biggest trend in commerce, not just e-commerce, the biggest trend in commerce in human history is happening right now. If you're not paying attention and getting in on it. You're nuts. And and the risk is so incredibly low. We're not talking about spending a ton of money and hoping it maybe works out. We're talking about inching your way in to a very low risk, high return opportunity. And and we've taught thousands of people to do it. And, and your your story has, has inspired many of them. You mentioned the CES event coming up September. If you happen to be listening to this podcast in real time, if you go to silentgym.com, you can get in the show notes. We'll have a link to our Upcoming events, jimcockramevents.com is the website we'll link to. But Barrington, you've been on our stage. I think you're one of the couple people every year that we've done that event. And your story just keeps getting better. We keep having you back. And I'm glad to hear you're planning to come back September 2017 as we're recording this. That's so awesome. You bring in your whole family this time? Yeah, I'm trying to because the kids start school in September here in Jamaica. So I'm trying to see if we can sneak a couple of days off so we oh, can get so. them to come. Because it's Orlando again, and they love Orlando. So that's oh. going to be a real treat for them. They're looking forward to that. So if the listener wants to come see Barrington and his beautiful family, man, just uh, that's going to be so awesome, September 2017. And uh, if you missed it, hey, you can always check out. We'll have more events. And we're even talking about we want to do an event sometime in Jamaica, dude. I mean, get down there with some folks and let's let's oh. dig into some of this. That'd be awesome. That that will be that's going to be the event because I tell you, it's nice and relaxing. You get to get away, and you know you're here. You can do other things, and you can talk business. And I always remember when we talked, Jim, and you said the line between business is like you're not sure if you're talking business or you're just talking, you know, general stuff. But it all comes together. And one thing that I live by is the, the, that scripture at Luke 6, verse 38, to practice giving. Mm. It, it really is something that forms our foundation, practice giving. Yeah. A lot of times I hear people say, well, you know, I don't have any money. I can't give anything. You'll be surprised at just giving advice on, I know how to do this very well. 
It could be a tip. It could be a trick. It could be something on Amazon that nobody else knows how to do. And if you share that with somebody, you are surprised. I get people walking up to me at times saying, you don't know. You just, just one thing that you shared on a podcast, just something that you shared on, you know, a webcast. I was able to go out and take action and I made 8,000. I made 9,000 and it's blowing my mind over and over and over that small things, just simple things that you might think, oh, nobody wants, nobody cares about me doing it this way. You would be surprised at how powerful those small tips are to an audience of persons who are really listening and really want to work. You're so right. You're so right, man. Hey, our audiences, you know, we operate in an abundance mentality, not a poverty or scarcity mentality, meaning you know, success to us around here, the kind of leaders we gravitate towards, the kind of people we hang out with like you, Barrington, it's all people who understand that success is a lot more like candlelight than cake, meaning we can all have as much as we want. Some people look at success as like, okay, there's only a set amount of money in the world and I'm going to get mine. No, that's just not the way the world works. We know abundance and, and that is an awesome topic. And it leads right into relationships, which I know is a huge point of emphasis for you. And that's where your multiple income streams have grown out of. And we emphasize that all the time on this podcast, but I would just love, I didn't set you up or prepare you ahead of time, but what role have building the right relationships, what role has that played in your success uh, with Amazon? Oh yeah. That was just about to jump into that. You know, I describe relationship, business relationships as the currency of my business. That's really the currency. I mean, it goes back to the, you know, we, we started, we, we trade a lot of coffee and we started to, you know, sell coffee and we got persons coming up to us and say, hey, you know, you're trading coffee. Why, why don't you trade ours? And it eventually got to the point, Jim, where we don't physically have to pay for it anymore. It's more like based on the relationship, ensuring that your vendors are paid and ensuring that you have a good business relationship, people will seek you out now to say, hey, can you, can you trade my product for me? You have to be refusing. Like, listen, I have too many vendors that I'm dealing with right now. So I have to put them in a queue to wait for the next one or wait for, you know, whenever we have this set on this particular marketplace. Having a good business relationship is the key to any business success. You want to ensure that. And what happens is your vendors will start to tell you what items are great to sell. You might think, oh, product A is great. But then you get the inside information. Vendors will say, hey, listen, we have also product B that's doing very well on the market in the UK or the market in Spain. You get all that inside information from maybe your sales rep or those who are representing you at the company. And those relationships are what I call the currency of a business. That's what we've seen over and over and over again. And it's just something that, you know, I cannot talk about this enough business, you know, Good relationships are key. I recorded a podcast. I don't know if you caught this one early on. Uh, I don't remember the episode number. We'll put it in the show notes maybe. Basically encouraging people to put down their keyboard if they want to succeed online, meaning get out there and build relationships. And, and to be real specific, and this is something that sounds like you do, Barrington, but I make a regular practice of going back through all the people that I worked with in the last year or so. I'll just look through and look for some of the successes, some of the spikes on my income. Inevitably, all those spikes were tied to a relationship with somebody. I'll follow up with those people and I'll call them and just say, you know, set an appointment or drop them an email and say, hey, let's talk. I want to say two things. What are you working on? And how can I help? And like today, when I called you up, you know, that was the first couple things you and I talked about. Hey, what are you, yep. what are you working on? What projects you got? Is there anything I can do to help? You know, is in 
to the degree that you do that, and as a, as our friend Lappin, one of our keynote speakers from a CES in the past, we had a couple great episodes with him here recently too, but as he says, the number of people who would pick up the phone and answer it, if you called them at three in the morning, how many people are on that list? That's your potential for success. And I know that you would agree with that. And I, I would suspect that the list of names of people I know, I mean, we've had people from our community come down there and you've stood up with them in their wedding. <laughs> you know, oh. and like some of these relationships, man, we're just like, we're like lifelong brothers now. And we never would have met if you were still at the electric company grinding out nine to five, getting one of the best jobs you can have on the island of Jamaica that you are crazy to walk away from. But there's literally thousands of us now who are grateful that you did just that, including your family. So, man, I just, uh, I love working with you and love partnering with you. It's such an incredible story. I, and I hope people feel the encouragement and the, uh, the motivation that you, I know you give me. So thank you for that. And I always try to encourage folks, you know, when you think about these building these relationships, I can remember Lance Wolf. He is, you know, one of the guys, yeah, I met him at the first CES. That was way back in 20, uh, 2013. And he's now become one of my, you know, best friends, business partners, because it's simple things that we share. I had no idea that you could sell toys on Amazon. And he had no idea that you could sell groceries and just right. the interchange. Okay. I'll teach you how to sell groceries. You teach me how to sell toys that no cost to him, no cost to me. I will, you're able to look at us walk into a show like ASD and we're pulling in one order for over a hundred thousand dollars in backpacks. It's, it's just the great synergy that's created with sharing this kind of information, the abundance mentality. And a lot of times, you know, because doing this business, is, it can be lonely. When you're doing online business, nobody understands what you're doing. So it can be very lonely because, oh, well, you're not going to a nine to five. There's no social. You don't have any gatherings with others. So when you start to build that small community, persons around you in your little mastermind group, and you start to, you know, share ideas, it becomes so powerful because each one helps the other. You know, persons like Lance would know, hey, I don't know how to get set up in the UK. That's what I do every day. He's like, well, I know private label. Okay, let's go. So we share information and it benefits both of our businesses. And that's what we want to encourage persons to do. You know, based on what you just said, I, I think I have a new theory and I'm going to have to think about it, but I think I'm ready to commit to it right now, just on the spot, that if you're lonely in your business, you're not doing it right. If you're lonely yep. in business, you're not doing it right because business success is all about relationships. Business success is about transactions. All a transaction is in a, in a free market, the only, a transaction is a mutually beneficial beginning to a great relationship. So if you're doing business right, it should be relationships all over the place. Right. Definitely. So if you're, if you're lonely in business, you're doing something wrong. And that episode, uh, again, if you go to silentgym.com, grab the podcast, grab the uh, show notes for this episode, we'll link to that show where I talk about step away from the keyboard if you want to succeed. Because really, you know, we've been doing this since 2002 or earlier, my team and I. And I can't think of the people who sit there quietly by themselves want the whole world to leave them alone and they leave the world alone and they're sitting there making a ton of money. Those people just don't exist. They, they don't. don't. They, may, they may spike up and figure out one little trick and it works for six months and then they vanish. And like, where, where are they now? No one knows, right? But the people who are consistently just thriving are the ones out there building relationships. They're making phone calls. They're picking up the phone. They're getting away from their keyboard. They're going to events and they're building these genuine relationships where, you know, they stand up in each other's weddings. 
I mean, oh man, the, the business, I mean those pictures. Seriously, I mean, I I got a little misty eyed looking at those pictures of you and Lance on the beach. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, if I hadn't been obedient all those years ago, those two dudes might not have ever met. And it's not about yeah. it's not about me. Now, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm saying this opportunity has to be shared. And there's people that have met now because of you and you're sharing your story. And again, you know, to me, it goes back to but success is like candlelight, not cake. You've got to have that approach and the world just opens up to you. And you know what's what's amazing? I remember when I started this journey and, you know, per, maybe persons you know, listening to this podcast can relate. You know, you always you're trying to if you, you have your wife and you're saying, OK, you know, I'm trying this new business idea. Not too sure. Maybe you tried once and you failed and you tried a second time. And then the third time you're thinking, OK, I'm going to try this. And she's like, that's our last forty five dollars. Are you going to use that last forty five dollars to buy another course? Are you sure about this? Jim, all I was thinking is one day I have to make her a believer. I know that this can work. Yeah. I know if you put the hard work, I just need to find the right person. I just need to find the right person to show me, listen, this is how it's done and this is the correct way. Yeah. No, it is so amazing when we work as a team, she handles all the accounting. I will go out and do the relationship part. She's like, okay, right. I need to land an account with this vendor. I'm like, give me the phone number. I'll call them up. I, I'll go get the meeting. I'll land the account. Of that, I'm sure. I will get you the account. She crunches the number. She's in the back. She'll say, okay. Well, we can't buy one pallet of this. We only have to buy half a pallet because based on shipping costs, and she crunches all the numbers, it works seamlessly. It works beautifully. So, you know, for persons out there, I know sometimes your significant author may be like, oh, no, you know, I think you're doing this wrong or this online thing is not going to work. It can work if you work as a team and it's a beautiful thing when a whole family gets together and they're working the business and the children know what to do and they're like, yeah, we can go out and we can make a purchase because we know if you send it to Amazon, you just need to put this amount of shipping on there. And it's an amazing thing. And you're teaching them something that they can do for, for life. So that's what I always think about. You know, it's online opportunity is such a gift to those of us who have the entrepreneurial bug. And many of us who are entrepreneurs in our hearts, we're married to someone who isn't. Opposites attract. That's, I think Correct. that's God's design. I mean, that just happens, okay? nothing. We can't fix that. I'm talking about being able to go to your spouse. And if you're married to, if you're an entrepreneur and you're married to someone who isn't necessarily along those lines thinking, ah, you should probably just have a stable job. Why are you always dreaming about all these business ideas, right? You know, I've got a great message for you to share with them. First, thank them for patiently bearing with you. You know, us as entrepreneurs, Barrington, we are not the easiest people to live with. We're waking up with a new great idea like every day, right? Every day. And our spouse has to put up with that and pretend to be interested, right? Like, so <laughs> we need a little patience, you know, to say, hey, you know, I know I always have new ideas, but here's the cool thing about this online business thing. It's such low risk. I can do it on the side. A few minutes here, a few hours there. There's no jump off point where we go, okay, this has to work or we've lost everything. You just don't have to do it that way. It's a slow and gradual. It's kind of like walking into some beautiful shallow water in Jamaica. Like if you get into your ankles and it's too cold, you just walk back out. You go into your knees, you go into your waist, nice and slow. There's no jump off point where you don't know where the bottom is with this business model. And if it works, hey, you, you go in and it's a beautiful thing. So that's what I love about this opportunity. That's why I say it's the best time in the history of man to be an internet entrepreneur or to be an entrepreneur of any kind is because of the internet opportunities, low risk, 
huge reward potential. And why not? Why not? And you're just one of those stories that kills excuses, man. I love it. No, no more excuses. I think this part of the conversation, Jim, will resonate with a lot of people because they're thinking, oh, my spouse is saying, oh, what are you doing? You're wasting your money. But, you know, as you mentioned, it's low risk. You know, I went down to the craft market, Jim. You know, perfect example. I went downtown Kingston, went to the craft market, and I saw a lady. She had a carving out of cedar, and it was the actual map of Jamaica. But when you unfolded it, it unfolded into a fruit basket. And she was saying, hey, can you sell this product for me? And, you know, she was going down on the price because she said nothing is happening. but business was slow. And I said, guess what? I don't have any money on me right now, but I can take a few pictures and I'll get back to you in a week or maybe a week and a half. I took pictures, came home, listed that product on eBay, listed on eBay, zero cost to me. The only cost with my time because, okay, I took the time list, listed on eBay. It sold in about a week and a half for about $85. And she was selling that to me for less than $20. And I'm thinking with a few pictures, some, you know, words and, you know, description, you and I was able to make over $50 profit. Jim, $50 here is probably about almost seven thousand I'd say it was six thousand eight hundred or so and it's just amazing that as you mentioned it's low risk you can list a product even before so you you, you can ensure that it works okay we made a sale and that's how we started we listed a product we made a sale my thing was I just wanted to make ten dollars in profit per day that's all I would be yeah, fine I remember. that's an extra three hundred dollars a month and when I would we be were, good <laughs> when we were first uh coaching you and 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 some I can't remember was it was Nathan actually your coach he's our coaching director now but he, he said you know find some local advantages what is it local that you could you know and and that story is told at the top of proven amazon course.com if people want to go listen to that how you found the coffee niche but so often when people say well based on where I live there's no opportunity for me to sell on Amazon. There's no retail around me or there's no whatever, whatever excuse they have. We say, hey, there's local advantages. Like you just mentioned, my family and I, we were in Guatemala for over three months adopting our little daughter. And while I was there, I did exactly what you just described. I took pictures of a few items and listed them on on, uh, eBay. And this little wooden carved, hand carved statues that were selling down there for $5, I was selling for 90 bucks on eBay. It was just incredible, the local opportunities that are out there, uh, and which is one of the huge opportunities. You know, this is a partnership business. So find those people that need your assistance. You know, as an online seller, if you have the basic skills to list a product on eBay or to sell a product on Amazon, you are in the top 1% of the most knowledgeable and powerful people on the planet when it comes to e-commerce. And the rest of the world needs what we have to offer. The opportunity is huge. It's, it's, it's just amazing. There's a, there's a product here, Jim, in Jamaica. It's called tamarind balls. What it is, it's sugar-coated on, it's a, a fruit or on the tree called tamarind and sugar-coated and they roll them up in, in some mm. balls. And they Send put me them in some a, of that. <laughs> it's really good. And, you know, I saw someone, I saw them in a store here called Megamart. So I went in and I bought a few. And I said, oh, these taste good. And, okay, let me, let me try them on Amazon. So we, we create, Sarah created a listing. We you know, took pictures, created a listing. We sent them in, and they all sold out. We, because that's not our main product, we didn't even bother to you know, send in it replenish or to do anything else because we're saying, you know, we, we're just testing the product. We got an email 
from a customer saying, um, when are you guys restocking this thing? She bought 16 of them. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. And, you know, that's, that's why I, I tell people there are no excuses. Look around you. I remember I was doing a webinar and I was talking about local advantages where there could be a local, you know, business in your area that is not available to anybody else. And this one guy said to me, hey, you know, I found a local, I don't know if it was a candy shop or something. It was local to some part of the U.S. that it was the only store. And he started to sell those for like upwards of $200 because guess what? I was in that local area. I left, but I really want to get this product. And the only way I can get it is from or on Amazon. So just think about your local advantages. Oh, yeah. I remember That's- a story. There was someone, uh, I can't remember where they lived, but they were complaining like pine cones everywhere, yes. pine trees, pine cones everywhere. Like yep. it's a problem. The city has to come through and they burn them by the ton because there's just, they're everywhere in this area. And they were complaining. And one kid, I think it was a kid, if I remember the story correctly, he's like, I'm going to try selling these by the bag on eBay. He did. His business exploded. You know, there you go. I mean, just the things that you take for granted locally that you see every day so much that you don't even notice. There's people around the world, and you have an you have the opportunity to have an international distribution system set up in just a few days. Done. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. And what have you lost if it doesn't work? Uh, okay, we tried and we set a few pictures up. We set up a listing, and no one bought it. Next, what did it cost you? An hour of your time, ten bucks in listing fees, right? Or you could stumble across a huge opportunity. That's what we say. Always be testing. Always, always, always be testing. Uh, Carve out some time in your day and your schedule and your week to be testing new ideas because the risks are so low and the opportunity is so high. But, hey, we're going to be wrapping this up in a minute, Barrington. But is there anything we left off, any encouragement you want to give to the to the listeners today. And and thank you so much for being a guest, man. This was awesome. Oh, definitely. I mean, the encouragement is, you know, it it might seem insurmountable when you start this online business and, you know, your first win is going to be that first sale. I mean, we got goose pimples, the first sale, just like this can actually work. It's all about persistence. Don't just start for a month and then give up. It's never going to just don't, you know, just don't if you're going to do it, dedicate. It. OK, I'm going to dedicate a year. Or I'm going to dedicate six months. and I'm going to really put some work into this. That's good. And don't look at others and say, oh, this guy's doing, you know, one hundred thousand dollars in a week on Amazon. and I can't even make one sale. Look at, OK, what did I do last week as opposed to, you know, my week over week? Am I doing better? So I did ten dollars this month. I'm doing 20 the next. I'm doing 50. You're growing. So don't look at the others as encouragement and don't let it discourage you, because as you can see, this works from anywhere in the world. And we have the business and the lifestyle now where we're able to do, you know, what we want to do in terms of, you know, taking trips with the family and being there for the family. So always think about your why. Why are you doing it? And as I mentioned, my favorite scripture is Luke 6, 38, practice giving. Always have that mentality to practice giving and build great relationships. Man, I love it. You know, what just popped in my head, I've, you know, we have a lot of people who are new to all of this in our audience and, and listening to this podcast, and they've never sold anything online. And I, I try to encourage them by saying the journey from zero sales to one sale, that first sale, is it can feel like a million miles. It can feel like walking through the desert without any water. It can feel just like, oh, but as soon as you get that first sale and know that it's possible, I mean, I'm, I'm literally looking right now, Barrington, framed on my shelf, the first digital product I ever sold. 
I've got a printout of the PayPal receipt <laughs> because you always remember that first sale. But then here's the cool thing. The journey from one sale to a hundred or a thousand or 10,000, that's easy. I mean, it just, it just kind of starts happening because you've, you, yep. you know, what's possible now and we're, we're not the brightest guys. It doesn't take unusual charisma or talent or, you know, there's nothing complicated about this. It's a matter of getting out there and being willing to test, being willing to fail a few times possibly. And then you'll hit on something and just go. And uh, I love your story, man. I love the inspiration. You've got a beautiful family. Can't wait to see you in Orlando, buddy. That's going to be awesome. We'll oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> get you on stage again. And and if people want to buy the uh, videos from any of the past CES events, we'll put that link in the show notes too so they can see more of Barrington on stage and dig into more of his story. But, man, this was time well spent. I just want to drop out there too um, the course that we did together, getonaz.com. That's getonamazon.com, but we shortened Amazon down to AZ. That's how, no matter where you live in the world, you can start selling into the United States, selling Amazon products. So we got a course. That it's, it's part of the Proven Amazon course, but, but it's very inexpensive just to grab that course. If you want to get the basic skills of selling on Amazon from anywhere in the world, go to getonaz.com. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, but hey, Barrington, thank you so much, buddy. You know I'm here for you. If I can ever do anything at all, can't wait to see you in a few months. Thank you so much for having me on, Jim and listeners. Nice to ensure that you guys are listening. Just keep that positive mindset. You know, sometimes you you have that mindset where you think, oh, this is not going to work. And be around positive people. Listen to, you know, positive people and keep that positive mindset and you will see your business grow. Thanks for having me, Jim. Oh, I love it. It's good stuff. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you real soon. All right. Hey, Lance, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, buddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Jim? Man, doing awesome. Good to talk to you. We don't talk often enough. <laughs> Man, you're one of those exciting success stories in our community. And it just a guy that's full of energy and making great things happen. It just got married. And, and oh, part yeah. one of today's show, we actually talked to your good buddy, Barrington, so we can talk to him about him a little bit. And you actually got married right there on the island of Jamaica. How cool is that? Uh, but then just fill us in. What do you got going on? We haven't talked in a while. Is to get me up to speed. How's your Amazon business looking? How's life? Yeah, um, actually, I'll get to that. But I did just get married. And one of the things that I think is really cool is being in this community. One of the guys I met in this community was actually in my wedding, Barrington, the guy that you just spoke with. So to me, that's like really important, you know, these relationships that have come out of this stuff. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I mean – the community that we've grown now, some really genuine lifelong relationships are sprouting out of this. And as entrepreneurs, man, we just find like-minded folks that we can just hang with and learn from and grow with. Uh, so it's a beautiful thing. I loved seeing those pictures of you guys on the beach in Jamaica. It was so awesome. But uh, talk to me about your Amazon business, man. What's it look like? Share with us the numbers you're comfortable sharing and, and, and let's get some lessons for the folks listening today. Sure. And I'll actually share my numbers. Um, this year did around three and a half million. And I'm actually going to, if I can, take you back to the journey that led to that number. Yeah. It wasn't always that great. So if I can go back, I'm just going to go back maybe seven or eight years to when all this started. So I like to use the analogy of stepping stones um, in quicksand. As you go through this journey, each stepping stone, you only have a little bit of time on each one because it evolves, it changes so much. So for me, my journey began with the books. I, you've probably heard a lot of people 
that sell on Amazon. They began with like, you know, garage sales. They began with just selling stuff around the house. Yeah. For me, it was, it was that, you know, just selling the books. And the first book that I ever sold, it was really ironic. It was Purpose Driven Life. Have you heard of that book oh, by Rick dude, Warren? <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's, to my knowledge, <laughs> the best selling book ever behind the Bible. I'm pretty sure it's right up there. And it, it was really cool because it was really ironic. I mean, that it's a purpose driven life, what I'm doing. You know, it's passion. I'm passionate about what I do. And I just thought it's funny. That was the first book I sold. But anyhow, great book. Yeah, yeah. So the way that worked is I used to go to all these different the book sales and I would go to libraries or 17 branches in Baltimore that I would go to every day. And the deals were just crazy. You could buy books for like five cents that were just brand new releases. And the libraries had to withdraw the books because of different, you know, codes with the fire marshals and they had to get rid of books, you know, to help the community. Right. Um, people can have access to sale books. So I would probably grab about a hundred books at each of these 17 branches every day. It was a business that was, it was probably doing around a hundred thousand a year. And this was, I said seven, this was 10 years ago when I started and being at that age, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. People are going, you know, they went to college. I went to college, but they, they got the nine to five jobs where they were really happy, you know, making 40 to 50,000. So I felt really blessed um, to be able to do something and work for my myself. But what happened is this company came along. It was Better World Books, and I don't blame them. They did a really, really good business move. They went to all the different libraries, and they said, hey, we can sell your books for you. You're putting them out on the shelf for people, but we can make it easy on you. Just put them all in a box and ship them to us, and we'll pay you a certain price on each book. So I remember, Jim, I came into one of the libraries on my daily trips, and they said, we don't have sale books anymore. And this, this was like... I did all the book sales, but they were crazy. The book sales were just so crowded. People would rip books out of your hand. Elbows were flying. So this was like my secret, these libraries. And um, I still remember just like this feeling in my chest, you know, thinking that it's all over. And, you know, I worked so hard for this. And what am I going to do now? And that was the first stepping stone. And I was there. It was great. But you only have a certain amount of time on each one. And the cool thing I think about each stepping stone is there's somebody that intervenes at each one. There's somebody that gives you a tip or somebody along the way. And the second stone was toys because I knew that I couldn't sell the books anymore. And people started talking about how you can scan things in stores and not only (laughs) just books, you could do everything. I mean, you guys talk about that, you know, with my silent team and with people starting out. So I got into that and to make a long story short, it led to another crash in the business where that was great, just like the books, but it kind of dried up just because a lot of people were getting into it. The competition was getting a little more fierce. So I needed something something else. And one thing I was doing is I wasn't sharing anything with anybody because I was doing well thinking, okay, if I share, then somebody's going to come along and they're going to go to all the stores that I'm going to, or they're going to hit all the spots that I'm hitting. So I knew that I had to make a change in my business, and this is when I got a hold of John Bullard Sr. Um, he's a guy in the community. You know Big John. From- oh, yeah. Part of our mastermind. It has a great prep center that they run, the biggest, best in the business that I know of. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was funny how I came across him because I was using the whole go to Walmart, go to Kmart, trying to find deals in these different stores. Just so in case the I kind of skipped ahead of the viewer's aren't aware of what RA is. It's, you know, going to stores, finding 
all these incredible deals for cheap prices, clearance, and you can resell them on Amazon. It's a great strategy, but it's almost like a slot machine. You never know what you're going to find. So I really needed something else in my business, and I started looking up, you know, like wholesale companies. John came up, and I bought a, a lot from him. And I remember the card didn't go through. It got declined. I was so embarrassed because, you know, the, the business was kind of crashing a little bit and it showed. So he called me up. He was really nice. He's like, hey, buddy, um, your card didn't go through. And we ended up getting into this big conversation. You know how small talk, you know, forms out of these things. Yeah. And to most people, it would be like a bad thing that happened, an embarrassing thing. But he's like, Lance, there's this, there's this conference coming up, this guy, Jim Cockrum. I didn't know who you were at that point. I apologize because I was kind of being self-shared anything. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you got to come to this conference. So I was like, okay, I'll try it out. You know, I needed something at that point. And when I got there, everybody was sharing the information. I I couldn't believe it. This this is like the exact opposite of my philosophy. Why are people sharing? Why are they giving back? Why is this guy on stage named Jim Cockrum, you know, sharing all these tips and bringing all these experts? you know, to his conference. Um, but that was that was the big turning point in my business there that led up to that number that I have today. Because the things that I learned in your group, Jim, were so valuable. And even more than that, the people that I met that attended your conference, we formed groups and we learned from each other. And, and that leads me to today. <laughs> Man, that's beautiful. You know, one of the one of the lessons that's kind of hidden in the story you just shared, mm-hmm. and I, I've never actually dug that deep into your story, man. I'm learning yeah. some of this for the first time myself right now. <laughs> but one of the lessons is if you know how to sell online, man, that knowledge you have locked in your head is extremely valuable. Meaning sure. you can be sharing and, and consulting or partnering up with businesses that need that. That's very lucrative. And the other thing is, yeah, absolutely. We believe that, uh, we just discussed this with Barrington, man, that, you know, success is like candlelight, not cake. We can all have as much as we want, just, be well. <laughs> and, but that leads to great relationships. And, and that's, you know, I'm thinking back to your library story. You could have been the guy that go to these libraries and make a deal, right? If you'd have built a relationship, if you'd have seen yes. those libraries as a potential lifelong relationship, instead of, a source of product and you kind of go in with your hood down and you know, your collar up and you know, you're just like <laughs> scan, 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 grab, grab, grab. But if you actually build a relationship and say, how could I build a mutually beneficial relationship here? And we do this, like when we teach people retail arbitrage and online arbitrage, you know, going in, don't just be that random person that buys a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff, build a relationship with those managers that can take you places. I've had people call me, I mean, even places like Walmart, where you think you can't build a relationship there with a manager, <laughs> they'll call and say, hey, we just put a bunch of clearance stuff. Uh, it was a bunch of the stuff you like, so uh, we thought we'd just give you a shout, see if you want to get first shot at it. Yes, you can get those kind of relationships, you, but it requires conversations. So, yeah, what a cool journey you've been on, man. That's so awesome. It's so, funny too, Jim. Um, I always felt like there was something missing too. I, I like how you you brought up the example of the hood, you know, over the face and the sweatshirt. Because I actually that was my ensemble when I went in yeah, these places. Exactly. And I was very, very withdrawn. And I'm an outgoing guy, so for me, I was like, "There's something missing here," you know. And just the fact that I was holding that all in, I knew that I knew there was something else. Well, you know, it, it goes back. I don't know if you heard those episodes. With Lappin, I refer to him all the time, but mm-hmm. you know, something I learned from him and I've been applying to my business for a long time now is, and I, I coach and consult 
large organizations on this very topic and they act like, wow, that's a novel idea. We've never heard that before. <laughs> but it's this simple. A transaction is just an opportunity for two people to get to know each other really well and potentially form a really good relationship. Every transaction. I believe that's why God gave us business is because he knows when we're forced to interact in mutually beneficial ways, great things happen. And a transaction is just that. It's a mutually beneficial interaction between two people who otherwise might never have met. So every transaction is a chance to build a lifelong relationship with someone. And when you look at your business through that lens, suddenly... Like, you know, I call my business my ministry because it's all about the people. You know, the, tra- the, sure. mo- the money is awesome. It's like a nice side benefit to the impact you get to have on all these people. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned that too because I remember at the first CES, I was just blown away after day one. And I went back to my hotel room and it, I don't even think my silent team was as popular. The Facebook group, there was like a, a CES1 Facebook group. Yeah. And – Everybody was like sharing, and I remember I shared in there, and I saw that you liked it, and you're like, oh, Lance, buddy, I'm glad you're here. And I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't that the guy that's running this conference? I can't believe that he's you know touchable. You can talk to this guy. So that oh, was man. something that was really cool to me. You know, I'm in that community. You know, here's the way I'll put that to address that. I feel like I'm an infant in diapers in this whole industry, dude. <laughs> like if, for those of you who are under the impression that I've got it all figured out or that Brett and I have it all figured out. I mean, you'd you'd laugh if you saw some of the stuff we talk about. Like, oh, really? That feature's been out for seven years now, and we've never tried it. Have you? Like, no, I've never heard of it before. What are you talking about? It's like the newbies that come into our community sometimes will just ask the most basic questions and open up this whole new door of concepts. So, bottom line is, man, I'm not too big to to ask questions. Just yesterday in the Facebook group, I went in there and asked a really stupid question. I saw you ask the question. That's what I do with mine too. I'm I'm always asking questions. Yeah, (laughs) like, hey, you guys, any opinions here? I don't even know where to start looking on this one. And people piped in and they're having conversations. I'm just another member of the group. I'm just here to learn. And, you know, I've got some leadership responsibilities, sure. But um, you do it long enough and you pick up on some things. But man, no, this is your community, our community, everyone's mm-hmm. community. I'm there to learn. Um, don't put me up on the, and under a spotlight very long because it gets, <laughs> it gets, it gets boring fast. I always like to say the community is so much smarter than any individual, right? The community sure. just, so I try to stay out of the way as much as possible. That's kind of my leadership philosophy is put good people in good places and then stay out of their way. <laughs> Do you ever notice that you learn a lot from newbies too, because they're so excited, they're so fired up and they, they show up with this fresh, perspective and they they talk about something that you didn't even think of and it's they might not be very polished in the way that they're you know they're talking about but you're like wait a minute that's i never thought about that (laughs) yeah their their perspective is yeah is unblemished by all the assumptions that we begin making you know it's just i've been doing this a long time so we just assume all of our assumptions are correct but the Uh newbies come in and ask those obvious (laughs) questions that no one's taken the time to ask in a while and open up all kinds of new opportunities so yeah, I, I love our Facebook community, and if you're not a part of a great Facebook community, man, you really need to be a part of one where there's other online entrepreneurs hanging out, being positive, doing great stuff. Um, but what are the lessons do you have for the listeners today? You know, I know you've gotten into some creative partnerships, and you've got some non-disclosure agreements in place, so you know we're not going to push it too far there. But you've used this knowledge of your own Amazon account to do some really cool creative things and and do some partnership stuff. I have. I actually have a little list here. 
you don't mind mind, I'll go through a couple of these points. Please do. These are some really good points. So number one I have is ASD. Jim talks about that a lot in his community, and it's a trade show that's in Vegas. And I believe it's in um, March and what's the other date, August or it's February summer. and August? I think it's August. It's, yeah. yeah. March and August, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe it's February and August. But yeah, they, it's huge, man. What, what is it, like mm-hmm. 80,000 people or something descend oh, on Vegas and for the wholesale show? It, it's crazy because it, it's face-to-face interaction. The, the culture we have nowadays is everybody wants to email a manufacturer. They don't want to pick the phone up. There's something special about a phone call um, when you talk to somebody as opposed to text message to you know emails a lot of people are kind of – I think they're just afraid you know, because we're so used to this culture. Um, and when you go to ASD, it's all face-to-face. People remember you. They're very flattered that you're interested in their products. I, I usually – when I walk up to a booth, I like to, to compliment the products, just small talk. And I think it's a, it gives you a valuable lesson on how to you know, work with people which in my opinion is number one. That's that's going to be my first point. Yeah. Well, let me just tell folks what ASD is if sure. they don't know. We'll stick it in yeah, the show definitely. notes. If they go to silentgym.com for this episode, they'll see in the show notes a link over to ASD. And, and I was honored actually last year as we're recording this to be their first ever keynote speaker, which was so rock that. and cool, man. <laughs> uh, I couldn't believe they called me to do that. But that was just – you just spent just hours afterwards talking to great entrepreneurs and most of the audience there is people who are either either a manufacturer or distributor, and they've got something they're trying to sell, and they've got their booths set up, just hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds, probably more, more like thousands of booths set up. And you go booth to booth and meet the people behind those products, and you can say, hey, either I want to buy some of this and try to sell it online, or better yet, let's partner up. You know, like like what you've done. This is how you've met some of your sure. partners. And, and like, hey, I'll sell your stuff on Amazon and I get a percent and let's partner up here. It's a great way, by the way, to protect yourself from all these suspension concerns. If you've got, you know, several partners that you're working with and, the, and you help them get their own Amazon account set up. Well, hey, and you get a percent. We teach that in our PPP course, by the way, which is uh, part of our proven Amazon course. But I'll stick that in the show notes, too, so folks can check that model out while we're talking about that. But, but what have you learned at these trade shows and, and what else do you, is on your list? I don't want to get too far off your list. No, that's fine. One of the things that I've learned, the biggest lesson that I've learned from these trade shows is, and we were just talking about this before we hopped on here, is the products are, think of their products as brands that you could create. And, you know, that's, you're going to get to a a point of your selling career where you might get a little more advanced and I don't want to get into too much detail, but a lot of sellers out there are doing some great things with creating their own brands. Um, and when you go to these trade shows, you don't necessarily have to sell exactly what's displaying on that table um, because they're the ones making this. They're the, they're the manufacturers. These are the guys that you want to talk to. So like Jim said, you can form relationships with them, and you can also create brands out of that product. You can almost envision like a garden gnome. Let's say you go to a to a booth and you see like you know the cool garden gnomes that you put in your garden yeah, around right, springtime. Right. I, I actually passed one the other day, Jim. This person had like fifty of them with different sayings and different <laughs> no presidential way. ones and stuff like that. So uh, if you could envision that garden gnome in a, a plain brown box, when you look at their products, this is going to be the best tip if you guys ever go to a trade show and just picture your brand on that box. And it's amazing what you can do as far as their inventory. They can take it out and put it in that box, and now you're the only seller on Amazon, which for me took me from 
you know, doing 300,000 a year, which I was doing every year up into this year, just pushed me up to three and a half million. So for anybody listening, that's, that's one of my most, you know, valuable tips. Hey, that's, that's our approach. You know, private labeling, we don't overcomplicate things around here, man. Private labeling could be as simple as just relabeling the box, getting, you know, yeah. working it out with a manufacturer, of course. But, and doing it smart too, you know, yeah. starting small, learning from Jim, yeah. learning from the guys that are out there. Um, there's a lot of valuable tools for doing that. Um, but as I go down my list, I have another one that this is more of a general point. Hey, my mom would just call me. <laughs> this is a general point. Focus. And I just violated that because I just went I on topic. <laughs> You're all like, squirrel? <laughs> yeah, squirrel. Now let's talk about focus. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is very challenging for entrepreneurs because we're we're wired in a way where we're thinking about so many different things. And it took me years to to learn this because I was the type of guy I'm on a call, I'm like, hey guys, let's do this, let's do that. And Maybe maybe somebody would say, well, do you have a plan to that? What's your plan to make this happen? Oh, no, I don't have a plan. I just thought of this idea. Well, if you have an idea with no plan, what's the point of bringing it up? You know, So people take you a lot more serious if you have something concrete behind all these ideas. And also, if you focus, you're not going to be thinking so many different things that you ice up and you don't do anything at all. So this last year, one of my resolutions for 2016 that I actually really feel like I accomplished was to 100% focus on one thing. So that's that's another tip that I have. Let me see what else do we have on this magic list here. Well, before you before you move on, let me just make a comment yeah. on that. The you know I love the concept of good ideas versus right ideas, and I say uh-huh. one of the most dangerous things we can do as entrepreneurs, especially on the internet, is just juggle good ideas in our head. Good ideas are actually poisoned from my vantage point. Good good ideas could destroy you. Good ideas will make you go bankrupt and make your drive your spouse nuts. Okay. So you got to get a really good filter that allows you to look at a hundred good ideas and find the one right idea very, very quickly and eliminate the just simply good ideas that belong in the same category as bad ideas. Good ideas are just a distraction. So I talk about this a lot in the silent sales machine book. I won't go into it a whole lot, but if you've never thought about good versus right ideas, you need to have a good filter in place to do that, which will allow you to focus. You know, you can't get distracted. I could be so distracted as all of us could be all day, every day. Just say, Hey, there's a good idea. Oh, look, another good idea. Oh, let's try that. Let's try (laughs) that that sometime. Oh, that looks like easy. Oh, look, he's making a bunch of money. Let's try that. Um, And a lot of people just end up spinning and doing nothing in the end, because they never found the right ideas. And we help you identify how to find those. Um, it's just a section of the silent sales machine book that a lot of people have given us good feedback about. Um, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up, man. Focus is vital, especially such an easily distracted culture that we're in now. Oh my gosh, with Facebook. That's that's another thing that I have. Um, it's really funny how these tips keep coming into place here. Um, too much Facebook, I think, is is a distraction. Yes, um, sir. Following the election, I'm constantly I was seeing the updates, you know, what's going on in, in this group, what's happening here. Oh, man, what did you, Gina, did you see what this girl said? You know, it's like so many different distractions with Facebook. So if you could shut that off, I'm not saying you have to completely get off it because it's a wonderful tool for launching products. It's, it's a great tool for building a list, 
I mean, look at your group. You have what forty thousand, thirty thousand members now. Yeah, and it's going fast, man. It's going fast. And uh, yeah, it's a great resource. But I can easily find myself wasting too much time in there, even in that great group. I do it. I definitely do it. That's why I brought it up because I'm definitely a guy that does that. Another tip that I had was let's see what we have. Focus. Write things down. Um, if you don't write things down, it's going to be you're going to have a heck of a time accomplishing anything in this business because every day, you know, I get up at 4:45 in the morning. I have my routines where, nice. you know, that's that's because of Gina. That's not my choice. She she helps <laughs> me with the exercise thing. Um, we do like the boot camps and stuff like that. But you know, besides that, that's I don't really need to write that down. But in the business. You know, in your daily routine, there's going to be so many different things that happen, and every day is different for me. I don't have this blueprint where, okay, I wake up, I check my sales, I check my emails. Every day is different. Yeah, I heard recently, and I've been kind of doing this naturally on my own, but the, uh-huh. a lot of the most successful people in business, uh, people who achieve, the big achievers, they'll have two or three things. That, you know, typically the way they end their day. As they're trying to shut off their brain and, you know, wind down, they think about, okay, tomorrow, here's the two or three things that have to get done. And they'll write them down. Yeah. Right? And I lo- I've been doing that. Like, I do that frequently. I'll either commit it to memory or I'd much rather free my mind up not to have to remember. I've got a little stack of three by five cards. I'm actually holding them in my hand right now. And I'll just jot down, okay, here's one, two, and three. Now, I may have a surprise that comes along and it bumps that bottom one off the list. But my goal for the day is, you know, like today, one of those items was record this show with, with you guys because it's on my calendar, obviously. But then I had a couple sure. other things that like they have to happen today. They have to. And then everything else is secondary. Facebook time or whatever, you know, I allow plenty of extra time for the, as the day flows. But yeah, I'm a huge believer in writing it down so that you can check those things off and make sure you get those. And if you put eight things on there, you're never going to get them all done. You're going to feel like a failure, man. I love yeah, that. I love, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's two or three, dude, two or three. And like, bam. How good does it feel to put that line through? Like, it's like one of the most wonderful feelings when you yeah. scratch, whether you check, you do the line, you race, whatever the heck you do, it feels so yep, good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And you, it, 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 there's something, there's gotta be some scientific something behind that, man. Isn't there? It Just sure like, is, yeah, I, I did it. I, you know, Check it. I think that's an entrepreneur's brain that works that way. And there's always that one thing that just keeps showing back up on the list. I've had this water bill issue where there's something going on with my meter where I keep getting these escalated water bills. It's been going on for years, and it just keeps coming. I call them, and I, you know, it's it's not as productive as I want it to be, and it just keeps coming back on this list. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I've you know what I've started doing, dude. The stuff that just won't go away. I give it to yeah. some. I give it to someone else. Hey, that's a good idea. Yep. If you don't have at at the point where your time and it, you know, let's just say you've got a three and a half million dollar business, right? And and you're looking mm-hmm. to to grow that number astronomically. What is an hour of your time worth? Now don't go sending me a bill for a thousand dollars because we scamming. <laughs> but I'm gonna have you call the water company for me, Jim. Can you do that? <laughs> hey, I'll outsource it to somebody. You know, yeah, you will and you'll make yeah, the money off it. I love yeah, that. There we go. I'll get it for a percentage, man. Yep. But no, I'm just saying your time is worth X per hour. You gotta know that number, right? At your level and at the point where you're making a profit, know that number. And then if a task can be done for less than what you're worth in an hour, don't spend your hour doing it. Pay someone else to do it and free up an hour of your time, right? I mean, that's just how you, that, that's thinking in systems and outsourcing. And, and it comes back to one of the concepts I have embraced. And I've said this countless times, probably 10 times on this podcast already since we launched episode one is only do the stuff 
that only you can do. That's the goal. So are you the only person on the planet that could take care of that water bill? No. No, definitely not. So someone else should be doing it. What are the things that only you can do? Now that's where you focus, right? So you're constantly eliminating and, and it's a struggle daily for me. I find myself doing things and I find myself thinking, now, wait a second. Am I the only one that could be doing this right now? And it's the law of specialization, dude. That's all it is. And that, I mean, it's biblical too. I won't dive into it real sure. deep, but the law of specialization is like, do you do you better than anybody else on the planet? So that's what you should be doing at all times. And that means you doing the stuff that only you can do. And if you make that the goal, a lot of this stuff vanishes off your list, man. Sure, sure. That's that's good good advice. I got one more point on here, and that's about all I have for my for those. Um, but the boring stuff. A lot of people discount the boring stuff. They don't want to mess around with that because when you think about achieving something, you think of you know Rocky Balboa. He's running, and you see the flags in Philadelphia. He's doing the sit-ups. He's getting punched by Apollo. You know, but the boring stuff that isn't glorious is really what makes you successful, especially with Amazon. You know, like cleaning up your inventory or or that 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 product image that. You know it's bad, but you keep putting it off or having a really nice sales copy. That's the boring stuff and finding people that can do that for you. Sometimes that's boring, you know, looking up a photographer or looking up somebody for your sales copy. It's very tedious, but to me, just in my experience, I don't – maybe other people do sit-ups and get punched and they succeed that way. <laughs> but for me, the boring stuff is always what led me to succeed, um, especially, you know, now I'm finally debt-free after this year, you know. One of my best years ever. So this is just me, you know, speaking from my personal experience. Yeah, man, I I couldn't agree more. Um, and you know, what's boring to you is exciting to someone else. That's one of the <laughs> yeah. things. You know, like accounting. If, oh yeah, I you know, I'm like, how can anyone possibly find <laughs> that stimulating and interesting? And then you sit down with someone who's been an accountant for 20 years, and they yeah. talk about it in passionate terms. You know, like my accountant saying things like, you know, I go to sleep at night just envisioning ways to make the numbers work better for my clients. You know what I'm like, who, who does that? Like, that's what accountants do. That's what a good one does. You know? So you, you find those, you know, I love surrounding myself with passionate achievers who are specialists and just committed to what they do. And then having them take care of those details, because what I find boring, it's kind of like with a yard sale, one man's trash, another man's treasure. It's the same, sure. with, it's the same thing with your to-do list. Some of that trash on your to-do list, man, it's someone else's treasure. Like they live to organize closets or clean out you know, garages or in my <laughs> case, brutal. you know, they go, they, they hit yard sales. They love getting up at four in the morning. They don't work out with their spouse. They hit the yard sales, man. They're the first one sure. knocking on the doors and I'm like, hire those people. I can't stand to do that. I want to sleep in on a Saturday. Well, they love and live for that. So figure out a way to pay them to do that. So success in business, man, you've hit on a really good thing here is it's not about you forcing yourself to do the boring stuff you don't want to do. So often it's about finding someone who you can partner with as, and give them a good incentive. Now, when you're first starting out, I will throw this caveat in there. I think this is a Brian Tracy concept. I think it's where I first heard it. And I may not use the exact phrase, but he said when you're first starting out in business, there will be a period, I think he calls it intense focused effort, meaning you are the accountant, the marketer, the sorcerer, the oh, yeah. you're, you're the one putting the tape on the boxes, writing the address on the, you know, you're doing it all. But if you're <laughs> smart, as soon as you start making a profit, 
and Brett and I recorded a really good episode lately. Who, who is that first person you hire? Well, it's, it's not someone to come in to do all the stuff you don't want to do. It's someone to come in and make money using the system that you're using to make money. And once you have that person in place and they're making money and you're making money, now you can start bringing in those people to, you know, refill the stapler and make copies and, you know, all that stuff. You're just like, really? I'm, I'm worth more money per hour than this task. You know, so, yeah. But that period of intense focused effort, you got to go through it. And that's where the work is, man. But you've, and you've if, been through it. If you're not passionate about it, it's not going to, you know, like I'm not passionate about taping a box or, you know, I'm not passionate about accounting. As a matter of fact, when I went to college, I, you know, I had a business, I, I majored in business. And one of the classes you have to take, it's a core class, you have to take financial accounting. And I failed financial accounting twice. If I would have done it one more time, I would have had to switch majors. (laughs) And I built a relationship with the teacher the third time. And technically, I was below the line. And he liked me so much. He's like, you know what? He let you slide. He let me slide. I was right on the line. That sounds like me in my marketing classes. I mean, here I am with one of the highest rated marketing oh, podcasts on the planet on iTunes. A lot different when you get out of school than and in I the real was, world. <laughs> I, I, I killed myself to get C's in marketing in college, man. I mean, yep. it's just like, it's not the same stuff. That's a different, that's a completely different way from the way the world really works is what I found out. But there's, there's so many different forms of intelligence, you know? Yeah. Uh, the world so has true. one. The world has the IQ and the, the way that people are perceived, the way they communicate. But there's so many other intelligence and in other forms that people possess, you know? Yeah. It's just, you don't meet many, very many successful entrepreneurs, at least I haven't, who were straight A business college students and they graduated. You know, I'm just like, I'm not saying you can't, I'm not saying it's a curse to get straight A's like good for you. We're all happy. You got your degree and you got good grades. That's awesome. But I know a lot more people who got C's and D's and dropped out (laughs) and they went on to build the great businesses, you know? So I don't know what that says about our education system or about the way people learn, but uh, That's another podcast. <laughs> it certainly does mean that, man, that we just eliminated another excuse. If you're like, oh, well, you know, I never got, really got good grades. I can't do this stuff. That has nothing to do with that, dude. You're, it's completely irrelevant how you performed in school. Uh, sure. It's your ability to do this stuff. So we just killed another excuse for people today. That's kind of been the theme with Barrington and with you, man. Is this kill off a whole bunch of excuses, man? Definitely. There's a social IQ, I believe, too. I wish there was a social IQ test. Um, and not only, a, you know, an achievement test or the SATs, because, you know, I, f- I feel like you need to build relationships with people. That's what we're here for. We can't exist without each other. Oh, did you hear that episode, man, I did with Lappin a few, few back? I I'm love it. Check it out. I, I know Lappin. I remember him from CES. So well, let me just tell like you there, we discussed that the only three things a kid needs to succeed in life. But there's only three of them. And we talked about it. We had fun with it. But it's what you're just talking about. Relationships especially male-female relationships, but all relationships, right? Yeah. you got, you got to understand relationships and be able to form those. you got to have a walk with God. you got to have your spiritual life, correct? You know, that's, that's two yeah. of the three. The third one, some basic understanding of numbers and business. If you've got all those, you're going to succeed in life. You're going to do awesome. Everything else is bonus. We're not saying throw everything else out, but we're saying <laughs> yeah. if you got those three down, dude, you are set as far as a basic foundational education that's going to lead you great places. Sure. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Well, hey, man, I was just taking a, a sip of water there, but I think we're wrapping up, dude. Uh, yeah. Been about half an hour here. The listeners, uh, I think, got some great stuff, and I really appreciate your time. Please don't send me an invoice, dude, because I know what you're worth per hour now, man. And, <laughs> and I just, you're oh, a blessing. Dude. Hey, you going to join us in Orlando at CES in uh, September? 
hey, that's the original birthplace of, of CES, so you know I'm going to oh, be man, there. Oh, man, you're and, right. That's right. And, and a funny story, I, I forgot to talk about this. When you had your first CES, I drove all the way to Florida, and I remember pulling up in the parking lot, and on the way in, I met a guy named Mike Brown, and the viewers don't know who no he is way. yet. Yeah, and I walk up to him like, yeah, he's like, what do you do? And we were just kind of networking on the way in. And I was like, you know, I sell toys online. It's really all I was doing then. I was going around the whole casino slot machine stuff. And he's like, wow, that's really cool. And he didn't even talk about what he did. And I felt guilty. I didn't ask him enough questions. And then I get into CES and I see this guy, Mike Brown, on stage with Death Wish Coffee, which <laughs> is now a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, he's uh, like an international brand now. <laughs> hey, that was episode number nine, just actually. How that uh, guy is. Yeah, oh, exactly. so laid back, man. Just just good people. And he tried a few things and it worked. And yeah, it was episode number nine where he and I – well, that was actually his presentation at our most recent event is Mike. And so if the listener wants to go, I'll put it in the show notes at silentgym.com. Go hear Mike's story about how he went from basically living in his mom's basement, about to go broke, to – an international brand on Amazon came came through our mentoring program and just yeah another just, guy that benefited from your theory of giving back to others and you know that was another guy right there perfect example yeah yeah thanks for reminding the listener if they haven't uh, yeah. checked out episode uh, nine dude go back and check it out that's a good good reference there but hey awesome time man God bless you guys you and your beautiful wife Gina you guys are just such cool people and it's an honor to partner with you and work with you and. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on and sharing, man. Yeah, oh, oh dude, yeah, you married way up, brother. I oh, saw the yeah, pictures. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's like she's wonderful. I just I thank God every day. I just got really lucky. Oh um, man, you're just you're we're blessed, dude. We're yeah. blessed, aren't we? Well, yeah, hey. definitely. Andrea is wonderful too, man. Oh, she is. Thank cool. you. Yeah, man, she's my my better half. She keeps me straight, dude. But yep. Let me just thank the listener one last time. Such a pleasure having you on Silent Sales Machine Radio today and hanging out with Lance Wolf. And come see us in Orlando, September 2017, if you're listening to this before then. And we'll have in the show notes again how to find that event. And we just love the fact that you just spent some of your day with us and invested that. I hope the return on that investment is tremendous for you, listener. And God bless you. Can't wait to do this again. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.